Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. My name is Blake Lindsay, and thank you for stopping by Ziggler.com. I really enjoy hosting these shows. Of course, I get the easy part, but I hope you take the easy part too and tell everybody you know about this. Several weeks ago, we listened to my friend Brian Flanagan, a colleague of Mr. Ziggler since 1984. Brian taught a sales class and really emphasized the importance of the sales process. I received some fantastic feedback on that lesson and wanted to share more with you. Let's listen to Brian as he continues to talk about a sales process. You can enter into a process. Let me tell you about the process we're about to talk about. I'm a big believer, I'm a big believer that in any process, in any sales environment, you have got to adhere to this. I believe in any sales environment, you must adhere to this principle. This is another principle we'll talk about. In order to be convincing, you must first be convinced. In order to be convincing, you must first be convinced. Now, what does that mean? You've got to believe in your product. And when I was selling for the IBM typewriter division of IBM many years ago, we had the only Selectric typewriter, that little single ball typewriter, for a few years while I first started selling before, until the patent ran out. I believed in the product. So it wasn't a case of my being convinced that the product was good. I believed in the product. But I was failing as a salesperson. To be convincing, you must first be convinced. Let me tell you what that means. Not just product. It also means believing in yourself as a sales professional. Not being convinced necessarily of just your product, but also of your skills as a sales professional. Some of you, as, as the story that Ziegler relate about Bill, the cookware salesperson, he didn't have a set of his own cookware. He was using a competitive brand. He, didn't have, he had a belief problem, a convincing problem. To be convincing, you must first be convinced. If you need to be sold on a product module that you have, or a product line, or a brand that you have, go to somebody that sold it successfully and acquire the needs and benefits and understand the needs and benefits so that you can sell that more effectively. To be convincing, you must first be convinced. Now here's a tough one. Some of you aren't going to like this. The sixth principle. More sales are made in your car than in the customer's office. More sales are made before the sale than during the sale. Now what does that mean to an Irishman? We can talk our ways out of sales nine days to Sunday and the reason we can is we can get that negative thinking going. Oh, they're not going to like me. I'm not, I don't know the product very well, and, and I didn't do my homework. You've talked yourself out of that sale. More sales are made in your car than in the customer's office. More sales are made prior to the call than during the call. I had an amazing ability in my, that South Louisiana territory that I had my first couple of years at, in IBM and when I first started selling. I could get in my car, drive to my territory, and without ever getting out of the car, I could tell if that guy was going to buy or not. And every time I drove past and didn't go in, I was right, he didn't buy. <laughs> and I, was, I, I had that stinking thinking going on. I had that intimidation factor. In those days, we called it inferiority complex. Now they call it low self-esteem. But regardless of what it is, I talked myself out of sales. Don't let that happen to you. If you have a process, guys, it's a little easier. Not easy, it's a little easier. So what I want to do, let's, let's turn to the process page. You'll see on the next page there that you have a five-step process. Let's take some time on this process. The first step of the process is what we call think. First step of the trust process, think. The purpose of think, 
Establish call objectives. Establish your objectives for the day. How do you do that? You gather information, you analyze information, you look at history reports. Be prepared. Write this down somewhere. Preparation compensates for a lack of talent. Preparation compensates for a lack of talent. The better prepared you are, the easier it is for you. Now once you've thought, what we want you to do is go out and relate. Now this may be over the phone, it may be face to face, it depends on how your sales cycle works. We're big believers that they don't buy from you until they like you. I'm not saying bring you home and show you off to the family, but you've got to build that trust and rapport. The R stage, relate. You need to establish trust and rapport. You do that by focusing on the prospect. Golly, that's hard. Once again, if you've got all the attention, if you get wrapped up in yourself, you've got a pretty small package. If all the attention's on you, it's very difficult to do this correctly. Out to the side or up above where it says focus on the prospect, let's write these four letters. P-O-G-O, -O, all caps, POGO, P-O-G-O, -O, profile. I'm going to introduce something to you called the POGO profile, which will allow you to find out about the person, the organization, their goals, and the obstacles to those goals. Now those are all written down somewhere in your, your handout there your workbook. The purpose of POGO is to start a profile so that you can relate to the other person. It's a structure within a structure. Once we've done that, then we kind of mesh the second and the third stages together. We start to uncover the needs. You uncover needs so that you can identify the needs, issues, and concerns. You do that, the last column there, by asking appropriate questions appropriate questions. That's the key. Asking appropriate questions, the right type of questions. And we'll talk about that also. Now once again, I said this earlier, I'll repeat it. This is the stage we need to elongate. This is the stage that we need to spend more time in than we want to. And the reason it is is that two people have to have a complete light bulb going off in their mind. You as well as the prospect. If you understand what the prospect needs, the light bulb is fully illuminated in your mind and you start to go to stage four, which is sell the solution, and the prospect does not have a light bulb going off in his or her mind, they don't know why you're showing them the product that you're recommending because they're not ready to receive your solution. Never give a person a glass of water until they know they're thirsty. And if the customer knows he or she is thirsty, why are you giving me a glass of water? And why I don't drink water, I drink tea. And I don't drink this soft drink, I drink a diet drink. So you have to understand that in your mind, and the prospect, the customer, has to have a light bulb. Guys, this is tough. This is where you lose most of your sales. This is where I lose most of my sales. And this is where my sales career will take off and accelerate my earnings, my productivity. Your sales can take off, and you can accelerate your productivity if you learn how to get the customer mentally out of balance. Not physically, not emotionally, but mentally out of balance by saying maybe there's a better way to do things. We'll work on that. Number four, sell the solution. Where it says sell the solution, write this in there, the little box. Sales presentation. Here's where you're making your sales presentation. This is where we present the product. The problem is when we do this prematurely, the customer says, why do I need that? They're not ready to receive it. The last thing down there is take action. We need to reach closure somehow. Let me tell you about, let me tell you about closing. Why do you ask people to buy from you? So you can feed your family, not your ego. You ask people to buy so you can feed your family, not your ego. Be prepared for that. There's a man named Jay that I've come to admire. 
Great salesperson. Love him to death. He's a big Zig Ziglar fan. His favorite set of tapes is Ziglar's Secrets of Closing the Sale. It's 12 tapes on closing. 101 ways to close the sale, over 500 questions. So I'm talking to Jay, and I'm playing with him a little bit. I said, Jay, so tell me, tell me about your favorite, favorite tape set, Secrets of Closing the Sale by Zig. So I was going to peg him. I said, okay, Jay. I was going to check him out. I said, Jay, what's your, what's your, favorite, of all the what's your favorite closing technique? And he stopped and thought, didn't say anything. He paused. He said, Brian, I don't have a cl favorite closing technique. I said, I got you. He said, no, 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 you missed it, Brian. You missed it completely. Zig didn't give me a closing technique. Zig gave me a closing attitude. Whoa, whoa, that's dangerous. Closing techniques, are a closing attitude is dangerous, dangerous. And what he was saying was that it doesn't matter what technique I use, Brian. If I go in with a closing attitude, I'm going to be successful. Guys, gals, we need to develop a closing attitude. We're going to share with you some skills. Zig in another recording will share several closing with you, but we want you to understand that closing attitude is more important than the technique you choose to use at that time. Always have that closing attitude. It is certainly important to build your sales career on a strong foundation of honesty and integrity, then to pursue the best sales methods and techniques so that you bring not only great credibility to your customers, but also great skill. It is possible to keep learning and improving throughout your sales career, no matter how long or how short you've been in the profession of selling. Today, go out and sell somebody something with style and with confidence. Until next week, I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.